everybody. This is our season finale for Time with the Author, and my name is Jill. And I'm Shannon. And we're here today to talk about the power of words. It's so important to think of the power of our words. So I want to start out with sharing Psalm chapter 19, verse 14, and this is a very powerful one. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Ms. Shannon, can you pray for us, please? All right. Ms. Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> We're used to doing that. All right, Lord, we just, we come to you right now with wanting to be acceptable in your sight, Lord, and we, yes. we want to follow what you want us to do. We want us to be pleasing in your sight, Lord. We want to praise you. And we ask that you guide us in this and that you would just speak to our hearts and bring peace in our minds, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I like, you know, I said pleasing because I was reading the same scripture that you were reading at the same time. And I had a new international version, I think was okay. the NIV. It said, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. I thought that was another cool way to look at it. It is. Acceptable. Like it's kind that. of like, okay, you know, that's good. Yeah. But pleasing is just like, oh, like I really like that. To be pleasing in your sight, oh Lord, and my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I like that. You know, and that's, a, this is a really heavy topic to talk about, even though it intertwines with a lot of the other topics that we've already shared. But our words is something that everybody has, you know, everybody has words. Even if you are deaf, you have words with your hands that you can speak. And so it's something that we do on a daily basis all throughout the day. So that means we are carrying a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And what are we going to do with that power? Yeah, that's that's the bottom line that our words are so difficult to always be watching over because our emotions, which we did it, the, the subject on emotions last time, and our emotions go up and down and all to the left and the right. And so we cannot allow our words to line up with our emotions. We've got to get our emotions under control. Well, only our emotions, I would say. Because, you know, sometimes when we're passionate about something, I feel like we, you know, the, our words can really use that passion to just speak to people yes absolutely know? but i'm talking about our emotions as Hurtful, in the like, whole yeah like a negative emotion yeah like because we have so many different types of emotions that you can't let your words line up with your emotions just all throughout the day like like in other words that's all you do is oh, let your words right, line right, up right, with right. your emotions only yeah right you've got to separate your emotions from your words because yeah, then your you know? words would go in a roller coaster well and like not only that but what what about let's say what you said like your passion okay so let's say one minute my words are like, oh, I'm so excited. I love what I do. I, I can't handle it. It's so good. It's so cool. Yes, yippee, yayo, kaye. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm in such a bad mood. This stinks. I hate what I do. You know what I mean? So if we let our words follow our emotions, then our words are going to be flying all over the place, and we got to get a grip on it. And that's just called being dramatic. Well, and but uh, an even better word for that is just immature. Because, you right. know, I, I watch as, as a teacher, I watch – students, yes. you know, children, that, that that's how they move. You know, their words go off of, oh, this is the worst day, you know, because of one little thing happening. But can I tell you something? It's not just children. Well, no. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying immature. Right. That, I mean, anybody can be immature, you know, and you, you have to grow past that. You have, you have to get to a point to where you realize, okay, that's very childish, very narrow-minded kind of thinking. Let's 
move forward and grow and mature, you know, and lots of different things you have to mature. There could, there could be times, I don't know about you, but I'll sometimes get in a situation where I'm very immature. Like it'll bring out an immaturity in me. I hate that. But you know, then, then it's like, okay, I guess right here is where I need to work on some some more maturity. That's God bringing it to your attention, you know, because we all have those moments and those days where God's trying to bring our attention to something and we can choose to be obedient, you know, to submit, let it go, or we can fight it. You know, in this day and age, um, I see that words are, you know, they're very focused on right now where everybody's trying to educate other people, you know, on the words that you use and how important they are. And I find that, you know, as a Christian, it's so important to focus on what do we do with the words then? You know, do we just stay quiet? Do we just say what what people want to hear? You know, and I think we have to right. be so careful of that because we're moving more and more into, well, this is just what somebody wants to hear. And, you know, and, and I'm not talking about just being respectful to somebody. You know, yes, that that's just, we should do that. We, we can correct people. Right. We can educate people. All of that in a respectful way. Just because we do that, you know, it doesn't suddenly mean that we're trying to hurt someone or, um, you know, point fingers, like like uh, point somebody out, put them on the spot, you know, whatever, um, to where everybody looks negatively at it. It's, you know, our words can do lots of things. It can bring oh, yeah. revelations to people. It can bring somebody's attention to something that they never realized. Build them up, break them down. Yeah, it can do all of that. It's not even just strictly, you know, negative or positive. Just because somebody feels negative about your words doesn't mean that your words were negative. Right. You know, like correcting people and bringing people, um, bringing people's attention to something that is important to work on or whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean that's negative. Growing, it can be a very positive thing. It may be painful, you know, and that's no fun. It's not comfortable. Right. But we shouldn't just move off of what's comfortable as far as what our words do you know like like you being my boss if you're just going to worry about well is she comfortable when I go to say that we can't do this in our job we you know we can't focus on that right you know in John in the New Testament it says that Jesus is the word and he's the word made flesh which, of course, we know that means he came to life. He was born. He, he became a person. And so if Jesus is the word and he's the word made flesh, then that means that we need to allow him to guide our words because he is the word walked out, made flesh. In Psalm chapter 141, verse 3, it says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I love that because... It's saying that we're asking the Lord to put a guard over our mouth to be careful of what we speak and how we speak. Because how many times have we tried to pull back and say, oh, my gosh, I wish I could take those words back. Oh, my goodness. So many times. You know, <laughs> but and, and not to say that we won't make those mistakes. But if we are continually calling on the Lord and asking him to guard over our mouths, guard over our lips and what comes out, we'll do much better. Doesn't mean we'll never make a mistake, but we'll do much better. I've definitely experienced where, you know, I invite God to help me out with that. And I've I've really felt the urging sometimes to just be quiet and I'll still do it. I'll still say something or whatever. Right. And um it doesn't go very well. So and I then gotcha. and then you know, it's even worse, I think, because not only do I see, oh, I shouldn't have said that, but then it's like, oh my gosh. 
God, you actually warned me and I could have prevented that. Yes. And I didn't. And especially as women, you know, because women, men, it's been studied. It's statistically a fact that men don't talk as much as women do. Yeah. In the majority, you know, some men do talk a lot, but um, women have a lot more words that they speak, you know, and so we need to be even more careful. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, too much talk leads to sin. Hmm. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Now, I didn't say that, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the word of God. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. That's from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. And I know that I have specifically had the Lord tell me to shut my mouth at times, you know. Let him do the work. We're so busy trying to take control, to try to take the mm. reins yeah. in our lives with our husbands, you know, people around us. And God needs us to shut up and hand the person over to him. We're not responsible for them. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think we can get confused and caught up in the idea that our words are so powerful that we think that we need to say so many things. I've been there where I feel like, or I felt like, uh, you know, I just really wanted to explain to somebody about the Bible, about God, about, you know, all these facts that I know and everything. And I just found that they were useless. My words were totally useless because yeah. that's not all there is. Um, you know, we have to remember God definitely will remind you that sometimes we just have to let him do the talking. Right. You know, and, and not even through us, just staying quiet and going to him, praying to him. He wants us to go to him. And so, you know, I have found that when I get into a situation where my words are doing nothing, I'll just, I'll stop and pray and I'll say, you know what, I'm just going to stay quiet. Every time it comes up, you know, as tempting as it may be, we all want to say comments. <laughs> I, I know how it feels. Trust me. Yeah. And, you know, I went through that where I can't remember how long it lasted. It was, I guess it was a year or two that it lasted where I just had to stay quiet about God and just keep praying. And after all that time, you know, I actually saw that my prayers were making a big difference. Amen. I mean, God was definitely at work. Yeah, we should spend more time talking to God mm -hmm. than we do talking to other people about stuff. Yeah, you have lots stuff. of words, talk to him. <laughs> In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28, it says, the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Hmm. That's huge. The yeah. heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. So, I mean, that says it right there, that as godly women and men, we need to be careful before we speak, we need to pray and say, God, do you want me to say this or do you want me to just shut my mouth? Because God will take care of the person. We don't have to feel like, oh, I'll handle this. You know, it's like, no, God says, I've got this. I don't need your help. Right. I know that, you know, there's different types of people. Some people, they naturally walk on eggshells just on their own, not because of a particular person they're around and how they behave, but they just naturally walk on eggshells. Um, with what they go to say they they're so frightened to say a lot of yeah, things. yeah that's not what god wants either and, but you know then there's the opposite which is more like me where it's like why can't i just say whatever i want yeah, and but, have to worry about it? but let's clarify that first person you're talking about is walking in fear right and fear is not of god yeah either one no the other one is the pride because you know the person feels like they can do it you know they can handle it themselves so fear and pride like that are not what God wants us to be walking in. Yeah, because I've definitely felt at times where it's like, okay, 
if I don't have bad intentions, why do I have to be careful with what I'm saying? Like, if I'm not trying to hurt someone, you know, why can't I just say, why, you know, because I'm, I'm somebody who just likes to joke around and say everything. I don't like to have a filter. But, you know, I've just had to learn over time uh, to... You got that from me. <laughs> to, uh, you know, listen to God about, like how it said, that we're supposed to think more carefully before we speak. And then, you know, the opposite for the person who doesn't want to say a lot of things, then you need to think more carefully about, do you need to speak? Do you need to speak up? Yeah, exactly. You know, say what it is that God has you to say. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27 says, he who restrains his words has knowledge and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. So that kind of explains both people. If you have a problem with speaking too much or being too outspoken, we need to restrain our words to have knowledge. But if you're the other person who should speak up more, you just need a cool spirit. You're a man of understanding. Right. So that's important, you know. That's something else I've seen as a teacher too where, you know, I give lessons, I teach things. And Obviously, you know, I've seen and I've had to say to students that if you're talking while I'm giving the lesson, you're not really hearing. Right. So that that goes with that, that it's the same thing. If we're just talk, 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 talking to each other and we're just going off at the mouth, we're not really hearing what God has to say about when it's time to stop. Right. When it's time to say this other thing instead or, you know, whatever it is that he wants to speak to us. If we're too busy talking, we're not doing enough listening exactly proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit so that speaks about both sides as well the tongue has the power of life and death so if you're speaking too much you might be speaking too much death you know, not, not bearing fruit. But if you don't speak and you're somebody that says, and I'm not talking because I'm scared I'm going to say the wrong thing, then you're the one who's not giving the power of life. Mm -hmm. You're missing out on that opportunity to speak life into somebody and have fruit to come out. Right. And that's, you know, the same thing with uh, putting restrictions on people or whatever. With their words, you know, if we just want to only hear the flowers and rainbows, you know, we're not going to, we really are meant to help guide each other. Right. We're supposed to be listening to God. And there are times where we need to speak on God's behalf, where he says, I want you to go tell this person this correction or, or, you know, that I'm working on them with this thing, you know, all those different kinds of situations that can come up where God wants us to speak up. And if we're just supposed to only speak flowers and rainbows, that's not going to come out, you know, if we yes. keep that quiet within us. And if we pause and think about it, we can think of situations to where our words have blessed people, mm -hmm. you know, brought joy to them, encouraged them, um, as equal as to the other side that when sometimes we speak out of our emotions or just because, you know, we're in a bad mood, which of course is the wrong emotion and we're just letting that guide us. Um, no matter if it's good emotions or bad emotions, we should not let our emotions guide our words either way. You know, we need to make sure that our words are lining up with what God wants us to say. Because if we're in a good mood 
then we're just going to speak good things. If we're in a bad mood, we're just going to speak bad things. And we need to say, God, what is it you want us to be speaking right now? Because some people live their lives by their emotions. And if they're in a good mood, then they don't care. Let their kids do whatever they want. Yes, honey, go ahead. You can do that. But if they're in a bad mood, no, don't you dare do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it it needs to line up with the Lord, not with our emotions. Need a little more logic and God in there. Yep, exactly. (laughs) I'm just trying to see some more things that we want to share as far as our words because it's so important. Let me go back again to um, the book of John chapter 1 where it says that Jesus is the word and he is the word made flesh. So with Jesus, we're going to have the right kind of words if we apply him to our life and what we're doing in the day and what we're about to say. If we apply Jesus, we are applying, I'm sorry, yes, applying the right kind of words. And so that's really important to remember that. I like um, Proverbs 25, 11. It says, a word fitly spoken and in due season is like apples of gold and settings of silver. That's like what I was saying that, you know, sometimes we have to say things that maybe are not that comfortable Mm -hmm. and say, and and it can be worth a lot. You know, I mean, obviously people can accept it or not. Um, I know that we've, we've tried to help each other out and, you know, saying things that are not that comfortable, right? you know, and, but it's necessary. And whether the person thinks it's necessary or not because it's uncomfortable, it doesn't change it. Well, because you can use that opportunity to grow in the Lord and as a person, you know, or you can use that opportunity to feel put down and feel worse about yourself. But that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. You're not going to move along the pathway any further. You're going to be stuck, like stuck in miry clay. You know, you're going to be stuck there. And you're not going to move any further until God is trying to get your attention to get past that point in your life. You know, if we ignored the Lord, then we're going to be stuck back in that place and God can't continue to bless us. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So besides speaking up, we need to make sure that we're speaking up properly Mm -hmm. and that we're saying things in a proper manner. You know, not out of anger, not out of frustration. If if you have a situation, even with your children or your spouse, something's happening, we need to remember that things don't have to be done right that second. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can take a pause, pray, and then go back and address it. Ask God, should I address it? Or should I hand it over to the Lord, especially in relationships like marriage? boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, whatever kind of relationship you're in with a peer um, and not your children, but there's no reason why you think you have to speak up about everything. You need to pause and we need to pray and say, God, do I just leave this in your hands to take care of or do I address it? And if I address it, I need you to give me the right words and the right time to do it. Show me. Right. I've definitely experienced some <laughs> uncomfortable times like that where uh I remember in the beginning of my marriage I would try to say everything you know because it Me I too. was very <laughs> I was very emotional about it you know like this is upsetting this is not okay and you know not there was nothing horrible going on this is more like just cleaning up type of stuff but 
you know, like, this is not okay. This is not how it should be, whatever. And so I'd be like, okay, so bring this to their attention and this to their attention and all that. And then, you know, it really started to put a strain on things because nobody wants to hear that. Right. You know, whether something is necessary, you know, remember it says fitly spoken and in due season, you know, so there's a time and a place. Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, if I were to... I could I could pull my husband aside and say, listen, I just I really want to talk to you about how we run our house or, you know, whatever I can. I can do it in a proper way. But, you know, I'd be like, what about this? What about that? (laughs) Can you take care of this? Why does this have to be this way? So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's definitely me. Wow. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I finally I remember washing dishes one day, just fuming. I don't think he was home, but I was just fuming. It was very frustrating for me, and I I realized, okay, you know what? Actually, it's come to the point to where it seems like I have to make a decision. Is it my marriage, or is it that I get to say the words that I want to say of right, exactly. that it needs to be this, and it needs to be, the, you know, all that. All the things that I want to say and complain about and try to fix so badly with my words, is it worth my marriage? And when I asked myself that question... I said, it's not worth my marriage. Right. It was a good choice. I think we can all agree. It was a good choice. Um, but yeah, I and I had to start making some changes and really start to control myself and just give it to God, give it to God over and over. And um, yeah, it's just, we have to really ask ourselves these, these questions of, uh, <laughs> I've had some crazy thoughts go through my head before. But, you know, just like uh, there's been other times where I didn't want to say certain things. Right. And, um, you know, I've thought, well, is something horrible happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, you know, like getting in a car crash or something. And then I'd be held up and not have to have this conversation. Like, I really felt God bring that to my attention of, is that worth? Right. Missing out on just this conversation. Is that worth getting hurt? And, you know, who knows what else happening? Well, you know, I mean, you're laughing about it because, you know, you can look at it like that right now. But how many people have committed suicide because they didn't want to deal with something? Mm -hmm. Because they were either upset over what somebody said or they didn't want to have to confront a situation so that's how they hid from it because they were so down, you know. And the question is exactly what God said to you. Is your life worth it? It's not. God will get us through it, you know. I mean, when when your fathers and my marriage fell apart and we had to start back at the foundation and rebuild everything, I was ready to give up at that point. I didn't feel like that I couldn't handle it. You know, and God brought me through it. God said, yes, I'm here. I can get you through this. You know, so we've got to know that God is greater than any situation we face. God is greater than any words that can be spoken. It's not to downplay anything that people go through, you know, and there's depression that people deal with and things like that. But God is greater than it. Well, he is the word made flesh. So he has more power in the right kind of words. You know, I want to go back before we close and reread that first scripture because that scripture is so strong. And I like it in the version better than the one that, that you read. 
So that's why I was thinking if you go back and read that, I think that that would be great. May the words of my mouth. Yeah, Psalm nineteen fourteen. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. So meditation, like what I focus on and, and really think over. The meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So it's saying that the words that come out of my mouth and what I'm feeling inside, I pray that that will line up together and please you. I hope and pray that my words aren't different from what I'm feeling. Like, I feel great today. I'm having a wonderful day. But inside, I feel like garbage. That is saying, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that we feel and that we say lines up together and pleases the Lord. That needs to be a focus that we have in our lives. And that's why I mentioned to this the last time that we did um, an episode where I said that I've been praying a lot that the Holy Spirit would control my thoughts. Mm. And I pray that throughout the day, Holy Spirit, control my thoughts, especially when I sit and start letting things jumble and go across my mind, you know, whether if I'm trying to fall asleep or sitting around, I just keep saying it over and over again, Holy Spirit, control my thoughts. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we're trying to become a robot or anything like that. It's so that we're keeping our thoughts on the right track of what is good. You know, God is good. We want to focus on that. We can't be good. Only God can be. Yes. So we want to keep ours in that direction. And, you know, a, a scripture that came to my mind is the, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. And I think that that really has to do with your, you know, the power of words and everything, because if in your heart you're struggling, if your heart is not lined up with God, your mouth is going to speak according to that, you know, and if you find yourself saying things that you're like, wow, why did I say that? Or what is, you know, what's going on that I keep doing this? You know, you need to look at your heart. What is it that needs to be examined that you need to invite God into so that your heart is right with God and you're having good things that the majority of the time are coming out of your mouth, you know, Amen. that it's, it's a lot easier to focus on the right things if your heart is lined up with God. Amen. Well, we thank you guys for joining us today as we conclude with this season. Season one, season finale. Uh, Yeah, we're for season two, we want to focus more on actual people, historical people in the Bible. Um, You know, so far we've been doing things like, you know, uh, struggles or, you know, whatever in our in ourselves, things that we work on. And now we want to focus on people in history in the Bible that we can learn from and that we can even, um, you know, connect the two. We can, you know, whatever things they went through and that they, um, that they were, you know, the things that they were able to do to help themselves or what they focused on and accomplished. because that's the point of the Bible being available to us so that we can learn from people's lives and how did God work in their lives. (laughs) Yeah, and actually... A lot of times people get really confused where they think that, oh, God chose Moses and Noah and Abraham, oh, mighty men of God and the women of God. You know what? If you read about their lives, they all made mistakes because mm-hmm. we are not God. We are man and meaning male and female. So we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah, that was a big point to make in the Bible because 
Jesus was supposed to be the only one to come about and be perfect. Amen. And he was. So I'm going to close in prayer, and we thank you guys for joining us. And um, let's just close in prayer. Father God, oh, we come to you and we thank you and we praise you for the opportunity to complete a season. We thank you for the people that have joined in and taken the time to listen to us. We pray that they've gained wisdom from you, Lord God, not from us, but from what you've spoken through us and that you've used us as mighty vessels for you and your glory. We pray that... Um, you would touch the lives around us and that as we grow, that we would take all of this in deeply and utilize it in our daily lives, that we would watch our mouths and our words and our hearts, that it would be pleasing to you. And so we just lift up this time and we ask that you bless everyone that is listening and that um, the blood of Jesus Christ would go out before us as we seek you throughout the day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, guys, check us out for season two in just a couple of weeks. Stay safe, stay blessed. Thank you. Bye. Bye.